nothing's going to change the way we live. Because we always take, but never give. And now that things are changing for the worse, see, whoa, it's a crazy world we're living in. And I just can't see that half of us is immersed in sin, is all we have to give these futures made of. Virtual insanity <laughs> always seems to govern by this love we have. Uh, continue podcast episode 150 motherfucking five. Boop, boop. Pew, pew. Um, my name is Anthony John Agnello, and if you couldn't tell from that dramatic reading, that Jamiroquai-sized JK hat is always on my head, even if you can't see it! The Spiritually, spiritually Spirit- if not physically. Spiritually. spiritually there. I miss the days of being able to go out in public and seeing people wearing Dr. Seuss-sized yeah, Jamiroquai Yeah, that hats. was a hot six months it was a good when that s- happened. <laughs> it was a good... Uh, that voice uh, of somebody who remembers clear-headed Clinton-era times is none other than Staff Roberts, Dave Roberts. I was a child, dude. I was a boy. <laughs> I was a fresh-eyed lad. I I didn't know from from what 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 was the what was the Kosovo? That was the whole thing that was going on. I had no idea what was going on. I was more concerned about more concerned about. I'm trying to think of a game that rhymes the code. The Streets of Rage, whatever. I don't Holy know. I'm not. I'm not witty. I'm trying to find you. Someone who is smarter and quicker on their feet would find a game that sounds kind of like Kosovo and like match the two. That's not me. So I'm sorry. This bit failed. <laughs> is it cla- Is Clax? Is Clax close enough? Cla- it is the '90s, and it's time. It's for time for Clax. <laughs> we have a title. Oh no. Uh, that person who is wondering what the legal process to get people committed out of state is none other than Susan Arndt. Hello, Susan. Let, let me let me explain my mental state to you today. So I don't know if you fellas do this when I when I have had a not great day the day previous. I try to set. Like my my the day I get up and I I'm like okay yesterday sucked I am going to put the totems in place to make sure I have a good day today. So today I started with my my cup from Disney World. I put on my Animal Crossing socks and I'm wearing my N7 hoodie. Mm. Thing the power outfit. Yeah. Like, yeah. Do, do, do you guys do that? Uh, there, I, so not only do I do that, but like, uh, I've been doing it since I was 14 and what inspired it was there is an old Calvin and Hobbes strip and like the first panel is Cal, like, it's just like one of those like placeless, like you don't even know where they are. Mm -hmm. Calvin's talking to Hobbes and he's like, Hobbes old buddy, everybody approaches every day the exact same way. It's just drudgery. You go through the motions, you do everything. And then the second panel is him going into like his closet. And he's like, but not me, Hobbs, not today. And then the final panel is him going, today I go for the gusto. And he's just putting on a fucking cape and space helmet (laughs) and like adjusting them. And I was like, yep, 
some days you got to go for the gusto. There you uh, go. There you go. The yeah, the original go for the gusto wasn't uh, my N7 hoodie. Going back uh, some years is my Smashing Pumpkin Zero shirt. Um, you know that that's that's the powerful, powerful look. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what my what my go to is now. I'd have to think about it. It's your it Witcher sweater. It might. <laughs> so I'm gonna. Here's the problem. I have lost enough weight over the past two years that the Geralt hoodie is now much, much too big. Oh. So it's just like a slanket. Oh. Uh, okay. And like, and like, so if I'm not going anywhere, I'll wear that. But like, when I wear it, like if I wear the Geralt hoodie in public now, it looks like I'm like uh, in Cypress Hill in 1997. Like it's... <laughs> It's just very, very billowy. <laughs> got it. Got it. Uh, okay. But you, I mean, if I got if I get a new bucket hat, then I might be able to make that. <laughs> gonna, gonna, go, gonna go the new radicals route? Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. That song slaps. It's Yo. timely. Uh, oh, that song closer. and Flagpole said a... Uh, Underrated. This is, uh, the the first award I ever won for journalism was my last year of high school. I I won from a uh, Syracuse University. I got an award for my review of the New Radicals. Maybe you've been brainwashed too. Nice. And dig this, dig this, Susan. I had to convince the editor of that high school newspaper <laughs> to give me a hundred and fifty more words. Of course you did. To accommodate yep. a long intro. Yep. 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 Okay, here's insight into my relationship with Anthony. Every single time he handed in something, the first thing I did was cut the entire intro paragraph. Just that, take like, it out. Boof. That's it. Every single time. <laughs> oh, they had to change the entire column size. Yeah. For that issue. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. You, made, you made some person's life a living nightmare. Yeah. To print that issue. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Exactly you won an right. award for it. So they clearly, uh, y- you have, they, anyway. Yeah. Uh, Dave, what's your go for the gusto outfit? I mean, it was like, I just had like a, a for the longest time, it was like my, I had a Joy Division uh, un- uh, Unknown Pleasures. I mean, the the, oh, pro- yeah. the typical yeah, the, like the Hot Topic t-shirt. I like the album, so sue me. I don't. I'm basic. I don't give a fuck. But that that shirt gave up the ghost. Like the, the one of the sleeves, just oh, like I look down. There's, oh, there's just a giant gaping hole in there. Oh, so that's I had the to worst. throw it out. Yeah. yeah. But um, yeah, that was my go-to. That and just like a nice little like hoodie. Mm. Feel feel nice and comfy. Hoodie hoodies are life. That is my feeling generally well, yeah. like not to, uh, the, the like a nice thin one one that you can just like wear around the house mm-hmm, that's my favorite mm-hmm. uh so for our continue listeners uh new games are technically coming out uh i i'm after we record today i am going to be playing the new prince of persia tonight which is supposed to be flipping awesome. i've heard good things know. about it i have the demo downloaded on my xbox and i have not gotten to it yet yeah it, well i didn't like I was interested in it just like because of the trailer. I was like, mm. "Ooh, uh, somebody played Metroid Dread. I'll play Metroid Dread again with a guy not wearing a shirt." 
Uh, why not? But then I found out it's Ubisoft Montpellier, which was the uh, they're the they're Michel Ancel's uh, old team. They're like oh. the Rayman Origins yeah, yeah. Beyond Good and Evil team, and they haven't like made a legit game in ten oh, they, fucking years. They've been diligently working away on Beyond Good and Evil two for the past eighty years. The, Montpellier is not the team. Oh, they're not. That. No, they were just like. It sucks because Montpellier basically got Apple arcaded. Like it was oh. go over here and make like Rayman games for Apple Arcade. Oh. That very few people are going to play. Yeah, and so they've been like stuck there since Rayman Legends. Right, and now like this is it. Like they got like a big new game. I'm so excited about it. But I think all of us have just been playing older stuff, uh, and we've been coming at it from sort of different angles. I have been very excited for the last two weeks to tell you guys about this dumb machine. That dumb, expensive machine. A dumb, expensive... Well, I didn't realize how expensive it is now. Because I... You oh, ordered it two years ago, right? Four years Four, ago. Oh my god. The pandemic hadn't happened. Wow. So I, I've been playing with the Polymega. And so for anyone that doesn't know, the Polymega is an emulation console that is unusual for a bunch of different reasons. A lot of reasons. For a lot of reasons. It is unusual in that, like, this thing cannot accept anything that, like, has been pirated, really. Uh, you can't, like, just load ROMs into a SD card oh. and shove it in the machine. You, you can you burn, burn disk. You, you have to burn a physical disc and put it right. in and it'll read it, but you can't just like, I'm going to put a bunch of games on this hard drive and put it in the system. Right, right, right. right. you do it. And like, and even things like, like, so the other thing that makes it very unusual is the extent of hardware it supports. It will play NES games, Super Nintendo games, Genesis games, TurboGrafx games, N64 games, PlayStation 1, Sega CD, and Saturn. So basically... Question. Are you yeah. putting the physical cart into the thing? Yes. So that's... that's Yeah. They, so wow. the, what makes this thing so fucking weird is you can't... So when you get, like, the console, it almost looks like... It looks like somebody remade the fucking CDI in, in 2024. <laughs> like, it's a black thing. There's a little disc slot. I'm looking it up. And uh, it comes with, like, a really nice wireless controller. Now, apparently the first run of these from a few years ago did not. But this thing is like a DualShock 4-esque controller, and it's flipping great. Okay. Uh, but the top of it will slide off, and if you pay them, like, it's like 80 bucks, you get, like, the attachment for Super Nintendo, the attachment for etc and you also get like a controller and it has like official controller ports too so you yeah. can like if you wanted to plug in a super nintendo mouse or controller right. you could do that and then put the cartridge on top yeah and and like all of that's weird enough but the weirdest part of all this and like the real appealing part of this is that all of the emulators are officially licensed and like worked on with the creators of them 
So it's not like any other machine that uses emulation. Yeah, like, like this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, like Hyperkin was the one a few years back where they put yeah. out the like Retron five or seven, whatever it was. Right. And like people were finding out, oh, like they did. They just took the Game Boy emulator or whatever. And I had that thing, and it sucked. Yeah, like, it's bad. The everything looked bad. It barely ran well. Like the input delay was crazy. So like this thing has all of these like licensed emulators that people have been working on for you know 15 years now but they've created a full database of all the games for these systems so you don't just like you're like oh i'm going to now put in um final fantasy 7 it will like itunes back in the day bring up a custom icon for that all of the data about the game and put it into like a gorgeous easy to navigate almost netflix-esque library of everything you always put into it interesting uh and so i wanted something like i ordered this four years ago when they were only 350 dollars yeah. oh wow it was like expensive yeah. It's not, yeah, it is not $350 anymore. No. And like, essentially, they were like, hey, wait, we're not going to call it crowdfunding, but we're mm. kind of crowdfunding this. And I remember and Dave, you had an order too at one point right? at Walmart when they Walmart. list, they right. listed, the, they had the system listed on Walmart. Wow. And, then, and then they got removed from Walmart. Mm-hmm. So, so that was a, a whole thing. I So I had, like Dave, I put in an order through Walmart, through that distribution. That got canceled. I had to reorder it uh, in 2021, I think, which booted me to like the back of the line. Right. And it was worth it because they made all these revisions to the system that after that first run, like the new controller and everything. Um, and like the thing is, is I, I primarily wanted something because my Saturn is dying. Mm. And yeah. finding anything that runs Saturn games well is very unusual. Dave has helped me out with an emulation machine recently. He's he, Dave helped me get my Retroid handheld functioning just right. And even on that, Saturn games don't they don't play nice. Uh, but like I never thought I thought this thing was never going to show up. Yeah. Uh, Susan, one of our mutual friends, James Milky, yep. ordered one back in the day too. And like Milky being Milky, he's been like railing against these cats in public for years, being like, Where the fuck is my system or my money, you assholes? And I like at this point had just written it off. Yeah, I was like, I'm yeah. never like that's money I'll never see again, and that's fine. But then in December I got like it's like, hey, will you confirm your shipping address from four years ago? And I was like, uh, yeah um and it showed up and at first i was like you know i'm probably just gonna mess with this and then sell it because they're very valuable yeah yeah <laughs> uh and like it the appeal of this thing is that it will function like a true console you put a game in the game will just work and that is only partially true because I, when I started putting in PlayStation and Saturn games, because I didn't have like the attachments when I first got it, mm -hmm. uh, like they they looked like really washed out. Mm. Like they like I like 
X-Men versus Street Fighter. Yeah. Right? One of my favorite games of all time for Saturn. I put it in, like, the colors were really muted. There was a lot of, like, uh, ghosting. Mm-hmm. You know, like, if you look at, like, mm-hmm. a bad LED, LCD screen, like, mm-hmm. you see after images. <clears throat> um, and I was like, this sucks. But I was talking to a friend who was like, you need to... It's defaulting to outputting at 1080p. Mm-hmm. And I know this... They were like, it seems counterintuitive. Put everything down to 720 and I made the, the like the global setting for all of the you know thirty two bit era games, and suddenly everything looked fucking great. Like it was, like, like near perfect, like, at, like so close to perfect that I was Quick. like, question: Do you have a do you have a four K TV? I do. I think yeah. that's that's because because seven twenty divides I evenly know. into four K. 1080p does not so you're getting that the shimmer of the pixels because it doesn't so, they don't look right when the pixels yeah. move on the screen and it took and it, somebody else yeah. who knew more than me to know that that was why i was experiencing that problem and so apparently they're going to patch in 4k support very soon hmm. so it'll probably look even better um it has been so strange to get the satisfaction of what this machine offers, this is going to be very odd to explain. Okay, I wouldn't recommend. I wouldn't recommend this device to anyone. <laughs> <laughs> like the use case for who this is for is so absurdly narrow. Like you have to be a person who just happens to be sitting on a big physical collection from right. this era, right? Because it's not like you can build that collection now. No, like unless it, unless you're like a crown prince of some right. country. <laughs> unless like in, unless you are Alpha X Musk or whatever that child's name <laughs> is, uh, you, you're not getting that haul. Um, but like, do you guys remember what it was like when iTunes launched around 2003, and you could put a CD into a MacBook? and see all the information about that music. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it would rip the cover, and yeah. Right. It was awesome. And, like, it was so fun. It was so fun. And being able to go through the entire physical gaming autobiography of my own experience from the years 1985 to 2000 has been bizarrely affecting sure uh like i i i like i understood it would be intellectually like i understood that that would be fun and like you guys how many shows did we do when we had the streaming talk show where it would be like we're gonna get out this retro thing or even like continue like yeah yeah today we're gonna play playstation games and like that's fun but i very quickly shifted from being like oh i want to like look at burning rangers running on this thing for saturn to just ripping them Mm -hmm. and like it took about two weeks of just like at night doing other things and like putting a disc in opening the case ripping it and watching the library get bigger and because you can store those on the internal drive right and so that way you don't have to use the disc anymore right you don't and you say you just rip them just like itunes right and like you know for as much as i have enjoyed 
having access to and playing these retro games, there are many of these that I haven't opened in years. Mm -hmm. And like, so like last weekend, I ended up staying up until two freaking in the morning on Saturday night, putting PlayStation games in. And I opened my copy of Chrono Cross. Like I was trying to do all the multi-disc PlayStation games. And in Chrono Cross, I lifted up like the manual to get to the second disc and under it was the registration card. And I had clearly started to fill out the like square fan club registration card and just didn't finish it. And it just like at the top was like Anthony Agnello age 18. Oh God. Right. And like, or opening a Lundra for PS one and finding these like this stack of post-it notes that I had been writing down to like solve the puzzles. And so I like went through all this process and like, fuck it. I was like, all right, well, I guess I'm buying all of the attachments <laughs> for this thing. And like, it's, I, 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 I said, I, I was talking to Kate about how like archiving and like, pruning and managing a thing like this is like a predilection of mine Mm -hmm. you guys know me well enough to know like just curating is a passion but like there is curating like this there's like i i can't think of anything else in gaming like this it's not like managing a steam library or like deciding what's installed on your switch it's such a specific use case of archiving a video game collection in a way that feels like scrapbooking. Mm, like mm-hmm. I, it feels I, like last weekend I did two things. I did this and I bought a uh, photo book, photo album to put this like 400 pictures of Lyra's first few years uh, that I had printed out and have just like been in the closet since the beginning of the pandemic. And I was like, oh my God, somebody made a way to engage video games in the exact same way. Mm. And I can't, I don't know if there's like a market for that. (laughs) (laughs) I I feel like if this device was not $550 is the thing, because like I've seen, I would never have spent that. I've Ever. seen the internals, or like not like seen the internal, but like the the specs of of that machine, and like it was overpriced even at like three fifty based on just Ooh. hardware. Which like you know, I mean, you're paying for yeah the the software, the yeah. the the you know the database and all that stuff. Like I get it, and they are putting in the work with the emulators. Like like it's like it's not not for nothing. Like one of the the biggest like. Roblox was like, how are they going to get Saturn emulation? Because like, the, like back when they first announced that thing, it was in a really rough state, yeah. and they 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 didn't just license it. Like they've been working with emulation developers to try and get improve it, and those change those effects have actually had a knock on effect on like improving emulation on other devices. So like Sa- hmm. Saturn emulation has just gotten better everywhere, which is pretty cool. But yeah, like. I, I so I don't know if you saw this, Anthony, but they are they announced another product that they're putting out, which I think is just the disk drive. 
that oh, hooks up to your PC. So instead of a $550 box, it's a yeah. like $150 disk drive with the UI that you put on your computer. Yeah. So you can just rip games to your computer rather than this like bespoke device, which you know costs money. Which and that's like on top of like Susan, the other thing they announced last year when I thought this was like all still like fucking flim flam. Uh, <laughs> they were like, yeah, we're gonna make it so that like you can create an account that's tied to the software, and if you've ripped your archive, you'll be able to access it anywhere. Oh wow. Right. Um, which, I mean, I, I still don't totally know how that's going to work. <laughs> uh, but I, you know, like, it, it's been very cool. It's been very cool. Um, weirdly moving. Uh, and also nice because I, like all parents who are fools, assumed that my child would want to engage with things like I did. So I have like boxes of comics and right. boxes of games that I've held on to in the anticipation that she would like to go into a weird attic and like fucking dumpster dive through history. Uh, because I liked that. She doesn't. She's been raised on fucking Netflix. And now, all of a sudden, having all these games that I was interested in sharing with her in a Netflix style interface... My seven-year-old played Rakugaki Showtime for PlayStation. <laughs> I didn't think that shit was going to happen. Yeah. She fucking loved it. I was like, do you want to play Mario 64? She's like, no, what's the weird one with the crayon people? Yeah, like, that that know. interface, like, I mean, you guys know me. I'm I'm the guy who has the mister and, like, like I don't really collect too many physical games anymore. But, like that interface is very compelling because it's like they've tried to do something similar on stuff like raspberry pi on Mm -hmm. you know and it's too fiddly it's just it's too it's not like it's it's clear it's it's good that it works the way that it does but it's clearly designed by like engineers not and yeah engineers first product designer second clearly yeah yeah um and that has its place but at the end of the day you if you want something that you just hit a button and it goes and it looks nice raspberry pi ain't it it's not um but i just like yeah i like i don't have the physical collection to justify it and it's like at the at the end of the day that i'm burning like playstation roms onto cdrs just to feed into this thing like what the fuck am i doing (laughs) you know like it's now you're know, that, guy and yes. that guy. Yes. <laughs> like, got a bunch of full of CDRs. You guys want to play uh, NBA Jam Tournament Edition? Sa- Sa- Yo, I got Primal Rage. I also got Primal Rage. <laughs> and- oh, don't. No, the, the, I got Pocky and Rocky. Po- I, got, yeah. I got fucking Pocky and Rocky. Dude, this one didn't burn right. Uh, hold on. Uh, let me find the one. Yeah. Oh, God. Oh, shit, though. This one's. Oh, you know what? I wrote Colony Wars on this one, but it's actually The Matrix. We watch that later. <laughs> we went, we, uh, watch The Matrix. It's, it's, a, it's a... Oh, man. What were they called? VCDs? The, yeah, VC. <laughs> Yo, you want to watch... Bought this out of bootleg in Chinatown. You want to watch The Matrix in 240p, dog? Let's do it. Um, 
Yeah, it's it's been surreal. Um, Susan, uh, I rather than talking about my weird uh, video game autobiography, what is cha- what is close to the sun? Close to the sun. Okay, so. Uh... So my husband is is it, it, a unique individual. Yes, there's that. So he's been insisting he, he not insisting requesting that we play Sturdy Valley together. Yes. So I've been stuck playing that since before <laughs> Christmas. Fine, whatever. It makes him happy. Okay, whatever. But then he was like, "Oh yeah, I'd really like to watch the football game." I'm like, "Yes, please do that so I can play something else." Awesome. So I, I poked around on Game Pass and I found this game called Close to the Sun. And here's the setup. You get a letter from your sister. She's a scientist. She is on a ship. It's a, it's a ship owned and run by Nikola Tesla that just sails around the world. And it's a scientific enclave. And your sister's like... I got something really important to tell you. You 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 gotta come to the boat. It's called the Helios. You gotta come to the ship. I'm gonna here's this little receiver so you can hear me. And this is all, you know, Nikolai Tesla, so it's it's that era. And you're like, well, um, okay, you know, my sister needs me. So this automated boat, this little automated, like little submarine type boat, takes you to this ocean liner, this scientific enclave. Get there, and it's deserted. Susan, is somebody following you? Right. In development. Right. I just <laughs> like there a developer who's just like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I know. I think we got her. I yeah. Think we got- like okay, like, she's either. talking. Get. Mm-hmm. Even they got a, like a site profile on you and just yeah like between <laughs> between dredge and chance sonar and what you just described yes that's uncanny it's that ridiculous is like, isn't it yep whoa so you so you get to the boat it's deserted and uh, and wrecked by the way <laughs> just like but but it's a luxury ocean liner so it, when I say wrecked, I mean like the cocktail lounge, the glasses are everywhere, and luggage is strewn about. And of course, it's all Art Deco, because of course it is. Yeah. Because they have made this game explicitly for me, apparently. Yeah. yeah. So, so you're so you're looking around. You're like, okay, this is really strange. And then you see the blood smear. Like, oh, this is not good. At that point, your sister's voice, you hear your sister on the receiver, and she's like, What are you doing here? What what do you what do you what do you mean what am I doing here? You sent me a letter. No, I didn't. You just got dead spaced. Oh uh, wait, okay. Uh how does this all look? Okay. Are like are text blocks? Are no, you exploring? no no no? Okay, so it is first person. Um, Unreal Engine, I want to say. So, uh, realistic within... Oh, all with, right. Yeah, realism with, within bounds, all voice acted. Here's the thing. It is not fully polished. It is polished, but it is clearly polished 
to a with a, with a, a hard cap on how good it's going to get based on the developer's resources. That much is obvious. So the movement isn't quite as smooth as it as it could be. The voice acting not quite as good as it could be. It's all just a little off. This is this is where your question in mm-hmm. the discard. Ah, this is <laughs> ah, the discard. Oh, the continue discard. The continue I, discard. Now, I, I was fascinated by that question. You you asked the group a few days ago, like, what what's a game that you've stuck with? Yeah. Even though it was jank ass. Like, you know, there's like the, the movement and all of that stuff isn't quite right. But the it's so good despite that that you need to plumb forward. Yeah. Interesting. I, I feel like it's actually when a game is fully janky. I, I actually find that somewhat easier to yeah. to deal with because you're like, Matt's janky, whatever. Like, oh yeah, the camera kind of blows, whatever. This is more like Uncanny Valley of of good because you're like, <laughs> you're like, wait, why isn't this quite? There's something off. I don't quite know what it is, and you kind of have to think about it. Like, what yeah. is it? Like, is when it, she, the running is it, isn't quite fast enough. Is it because because yeah. I, I feel like I can see I've seen like images of this so I'm like trying to picture this in my mind's eye. Is it because it like kind of looks like Bioshock that you're like expecting it to that- feel like Bioshock, but it's like not? So it's like there's that disconnect or like it clearly does not have the budget of a Bioshock. Yeah, that's to- that's yes, and it is very Bioshock rem- like adjacent because all these in this scientist scientific enclave are all working towards idealized projects and the betterment of the there's a whole bunch but but that's where the cool bits of story start coming in as you start finding out what they were actually working on and all that stuff and it's cool and like having Nikolai Tesla as uh, or uh, Nikola Tesla as an antagonist is just cool it just is uh, oh, he's the bad guy he's the bad guy yeah at least cool. in, in as far as I've gotten and like he has a museum to himself oh uh, <laughs> like you're like you're trying to get to your to your sister and you're and and it's the function it serves is to educate the player on who is Tesla, what did he invent, why is he important, and it, and so you go around and you look at his actual uh, inventions, and it's and it's realistic to like no, this is this is who this person actually was. But then in game, it's like who is this guy that has a has a museum about himself in the middle of this enclave. And you answer to the character, the star of Dark Void for the <laughs> Xbox 360, Nikola Tesla. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I uh, I, I, I haven't gotten to play a whole lot of it because um, it was I've only it was just the one football game. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> that's a solid three hours, though. You get like yes. a good. You get three hours out of a football game. Yeah, it, but I I I so and it's. It's just, I am aware that this was a thing that was programmed at all times. You know what I mean? Like, when you're in a game that is really, really buttery, you're not conscious of the fact that someone sat at a keyboard and made these choices. Mm. You are always aware of the fact that somewhat a, a human being put together numbers to make this happen and didn't have enough time or money to do it as well as they wanted to. You are acutely aware of that at all times playing this game. But 
I so enjoy the world it's creating and the th- and the threat that it is presenting. Mm. And the characters, there's one, so you, you, uh, so what happened, something happened on this, uh, 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 on this, this liner, and most of the scientists are dead, but some of them are hiding in, in different areas, your sister being one of them. And there's this guy who sounds exactly like Rene Aubergenois, by the way. So, uh, uh, you know, it's Odo, basically. <laughs> And he he finds out like you you basically have a, a, a radio, and he's like, oh my god, you can hear me. That's amazing. I'm holed up in such and such place. You gotta come get me out. The I'm in here with a corpse, Birdie. He got he doesn't help me. He ends up talking to Birdie the entire time <laughs> because he's kind of losing it, and it's just funny. It's just he, he helps you at various points, but then he's like, high five, Bernie. Oh. I'll move your arm for you. Like that kind of stuff. <laughs> I just, I just so enjoy it. I really, really like it. It's, it feels special. It's not the right word, but it, it feels scrappy. Yeah. I, I was like, I was just going to say you almost, you love when something's like punching above its weight. Class. Yes, 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 yes. And I, like it, you, you were saying like there's there's a like it's all, like there's like an easier way to engage with something if it's just broken. Yeah. But I like we talked about this a little on the last show, but like I'm finding it more and more and more difficult as time goes on to engage with like the biggest of the big things. Yeah. Yeah. Where like the 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 Teflon nature of Spider-Man two is very alienating to me mm-hmm. where it's just like, where it's, there's, it's just like, hello, welcome to the, 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 <laughs> the Moxie hotel. of video yeah. games. <laughs> Like go fuck yourself. Yeah. Uh, the We've crafted that- delightful Skinner boxes for you. Come <laughs> and enjoy them. Just, mm, uh, the, like, it's almost like feeling, feeling the human strain of making this thing like you were talking about like the description of like you can imagine the person sitting there and coding something desperately before their budget disappears forever to be like and then this event triggers i'm not going to be able to to quality check if this event triggers every time but i'm just gonna pray that it does as to be clear i have not encountered anything actually broken yeah yeah. Like the hit detection works. All of the uh, there's no input lag. Nothing like that to make it feel. There's nothing getting in the way of you yeah. playing it. It's not that level of jank. It's just oh, I just wish we had like four more months to work on it. It's that kind of level. And 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 I and I dig it. And the the puzzles are fun. And the the threat is is cool. Uh, and it, I mean, it's not narratively, it's not treading any new ground. I don't Who care. Cares? <laughs> yeah. It, a couple of nights ago, uh, Kate and I watched Michael Clayton, mm. uh, which I had only ever seen once before. And I asked her the next day, like, cause like watching it again, I was like, this movie's fucking rad. Uh, Tilda Swinton fucking rules. That's true. So like we, we watched it and then the next day Kate was like, yeah, it's so good, but I'm not like haunted by it. Like, 
Like she was like, I realize like it's just a really good movie, but there's not a lot underneath that. Like it's just re- like, and I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How rarely is that the case? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, fucking, give me a game where you like you played it and you're just like, I'm not gonna be like thinking about deep themes forever, but like, holy shit, is it good? It's a hamburger. Yeah. You know, you can get a hamburger. Can be many things. It can be the thing you get from McDonald's that's been under the salamander for a little too long, or. <laughs> It can be this incredible flavor experience that has been made by a Michelin star chef. Yeah. It's just a hamburger. It's just a really good hamburger. Man, that that sounds fucking awesome. Uh, Man, I'm trying to think of like good hamburger games. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Good hamburger games. I also like, it's funny, of all the things like, like the new release schedule starting mm-hmm. to amp up and there's like there's exciting stuff if you're a weeb on the horizon you know, oh, like Final the, Fantasy VII it's, it's pretty and, it's pretty weeb dense the first couple uh, months of the year I can't wait for it to be February because I know Susan you'll probably be playing Persona 3 and oh, then yeah. I get to live vicariously through you because I'll be playing Final Fantasy and but like if like I was telling the truth I think the thing that I'm most excited about coming out and over the next few months is that remaster of the original three Tomb Raider games. Oh, cool. Um, yeah. And like, oh, it yeah. looks really like it looks like a great way to play those again. Talk about hamburger and, like, games. The original Tomb Raider, the original like straight up PlayStation one Tomb Raider is so evocative of what you're describing, Susan, like something that you're like, this could be better. <laughs> But it all works. Yep. And there's something special about it. And like, what could be more well-trod territory than like that sort of like faux Indiana Jones thing back in 1996? But who fucking cares? It, yeah, like, who cares? It was legendary because it was good. Like, I would rather play something that was, uh, you know, a little bit off than being like, we spared no expense on 3D uh. Indiana Jones's glistening sweat glands uh here did you guys watch the no i was i was i was i've seen i've seen the trailer for indiana jones and talk about hamburger games i'm like look sure as long (laughs) as it do i get do i wear the hat do i have the whip are there nazis is there some kind of treasure and is it funny at times Done. Thank you. All, yeah. And good night. That's all I need. Oh wait, and yeah. it needs to make the red line with the dots. Yeah, I, I yes. gotta see that fucking red line. <laughs> I want that red line. I, I saw want that J- John Reese Davies. I saw someone liken the like the first person gameplay to the Chronicles of Riddick game. You're like, and in. like, yeah, no, yeah, I'm, I'm in. Like that, that sounds. Rules. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> but yeah, talk yeah. about it like, again, like a hamburger game. Like it's not thematically deep like it's just it's chronicles of riddick like come on it's vin diesel grunting a lot but man what a cool thing it was so good though yeah uh so good i i did uh so i didn't get to i couldn't watch that live but a friend was texting me about the indiana jones game and he was like i can't believe they got troy baker 
and I assumed that he was like doing a bit. Like I was like I yeah. thought he was just like I just like naturally assumed like fuck you like they oh, wouldn't get Troy Baker to voice Troy Baker to be Indiana Jones and he's like no really Troy oh I thought you meant you couldn't believe it because Troy Baker's a whore who will rock up like oh do you have ten dollars and do you need a voice actor I am your I'm man here. I'm I'm here I, like, Look, I saw, he's incredibly I, talented but let's be honest yeah I, I just like I thought like there's no way there's no way he does so. It's a good Indiana he's, Jones He's invitation. a very talented voice actor. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Very good. That's yes, all, Dave. That, that's, yes. that's what I'm going to say about that. Yep. Exactly. He is a very talented voice actor with very good hair. He does oh, have yeah, good hair. hair. He's got great, great hair. Uh, Susan, how... So, like, uh, yeah, you only played, like, a few hours. Yeah. Are you... Like, do you have a sense of how long it is? Is it, like... I do not. I do not. Um. Yeah. Haven't got a clue. Probably, I'm going to guess, like, in the 20-hour range. It's like that. Uh, oh, all right. Like, I, you know, I, I kind of feel like when I encounter something of this scale, like, and it comes in at 12 to 15 hours, yeah. Yeah. people are always like, oh, game pass length. I'm like, no, perfect length. Yeah, no, that's... <laughs> look, if it's, if it's a, it's a first-person adventure game like that, that's how long it should be. Yeah, that's perfect. That's how long Dishonored is. Well, and, and they're also not charging like AAA dollars for it either. So, like, yeah. I mean, it's like what twenty bucks or like if you're not on Game Pass, it's. Oh, I, I, don't I, know. I must have gotten it in like a humble bundle at some point, but yeah, that's it's been around for. Um, it's not. It's expensive. not new. Yeah, it's not yeah. new. It's not expensive. It's on Game Pass. Sounds awesome. Yeah, like, like I, I, I dig it. I dig it. I recommend it. I sadly won't be able to get back to it because I am. Yeah, I was in, just gonna say you in st- start Stardew Valley Prison. Oh, you sound <laughs> a little stardewed out. I didn't think I'd ever see the day. Well, okay. So here's so here's the thing. So uh, we started playing over Christmas break, mm-hmm. and this is something we have now done many times together. But also, it was expecting that the latest update might hit between Christmas and New Year's work so it was like well it's fun to play anyway and then also if the update happens in the new content then then so much the better but we discovered and we have virtually completed all of the existing content again but (laughs) have recently discovered that there is a perfection mode if you if you do a certain thing in the game, you discover a certain character. He take he he lets you into his lair, and there's a cat statue there, and it's measuring your perfection, and it's certain categories of thing. Have you caught every fish? Have you shipped every uh, product? Have you made friends with all the people? So it's this checklist of things, right? And if you tick all the boxes, it unlocks some stuff. Mm. Okay, not a lot of stuff. But it unlocks some stuff. So uh, one of the things that you have to do is buy a $10 million clock. (laughs) Yes. So in a hundred... Well, I I won't say that because it skews the economy. But uh, we are now... in Our operation is so dialed in. We are making $600,000 every 20 day... At 20 in-game days. Oh, dear God. Look, we know how to do this, 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 that. Wait. <laughs> we, 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 
yeah, we're we're a starfruit uh, starfruit uh, vineyard at given, this point. Given Jojamar to run for its money, right? <laughs> so, but so I'm talking to my I, I'm talking to my husband last night. I'm like, look, it is going to take. So we did the math on how long it's going to actually take us to get to the ten million dollars, and it's a lot. It's a lot more time. It's a lot more time. And I said, look. We're going to do all this work. We're going to take all this time to do this. And we're going to unlock a little bit more content. That's a commitment, bro. Like, he's like, do you have other games you want to play? I'm like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, you can't imagine how much I want to play. Yes, I do. And he's like, and he looks at me and he is, he is, we are going through a very stressful time at work right now. Very, very, it's been a very stressful couple of weeks. He looks at me and says, I don't think I can play anything else right now. Oh, that's that's yep. very honest. That's yep. very, that's a very tender moment. Yep. And I'm like, okay, then $10 million it is. Because I'm like, like, yes, I'm fucking sick of playing this game, but my partner in life is that a place where he emotionally needs this simple task? Yeah. So, I'll, so I'm gonna do it. Yeah, yeah. Do you guys have Do you guys have a break glass in case of emergency media, like with your spouse or just solo? Like, this is a bad moment in life. It is time for this. Yes. Yeah. What's for, your for me personally? I do. Yeah. Yeah. What's your, uh, it's called Death in Paradise. Death in Paradise. Death in Paradise. It's a TV show. Okay, so like, if you know anything about me, I love a cozy mystery. A cozy mystery, by the way, it is a genre of mystery. It is your Agatha Christie stuff. A murder has happened, typically in a small town. It's murder, she wrote. And then a a non-cop goes and solves the mystery. Hercule Poirot, Miss Marple, Jessica Fletcher, whatever. That is the cozy mystery formula. Um... Death in Paradise differs from that slightly because it is actually the police solving crimes, but it combines one of my other favorite things, which is the Caribbean. It uh, all happens on the island of Samoy in the Caribbean. So you get, it's just beach, blue sky, palm trees, mm, jokes about how hot it is, chicken randomly over there, right? And so it's very light and it's beautiful and it's, it's silly at times. And it's a hug. And it's oh, yeah. just like, this is very simple and nice. And we will catch the bad guy at the end. Yeah. It's it's, bra- it's brain $10 million clock. It's brain. brain t- yes, $10 million clock. Yes, that's exactly Dave, what it is. Million. Yep. Uh, Dave, you got, a, you got a brain $10 million clock? You guys are going to hate me. Malcare? Are no, you about no, to get no, Kachima? No, no, no. I thought no, we were no, going to no, get no, Kachima. No, no. <laughs> No, 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 uh, no, uh, my wife and I watch the Rift Tracks version of the Twilight movies. Nope. I love it. That's fucking incredible. I love it. They, oh my God, it's, they're awful movies, but they are some of the greatest comedies you will ever watch. Oh, that's amazing. Even without the Rift Tracks, it's just so... What nothing happens in them, but the things that do happen in them are so absurd that like like you just the entire time you're watching you're like how is this like how was this a phenomenon global global phenomenon (laughs) 
have you guys have you guys seen them? Have Never. you seen? I, well, I was just uh, gonna say I recently, for the first time in my life, saw the baseball scene, and I don't know what one that's in. Susan, you had to fucking look up. Like just Google okay. Twilight okay. Yeah. game. So like you can't believe what you're looking at. Yeah. Like, oh, and it it only gets more ridiculous as you. So the and the the the, the wild thing about these movies too is because of like the era that they were made in the thing that they were going for, especially with the first movie and the budget that they had, mm. the director of the first twilight movie, I forget her name, but she directed that movie 13. Have you guys seen that movie? It's just, no it's a, it's a very like, I don't want to call it like, it's probably like early mumblecore. Like it's not quite mumblecore, but it's very like, Oh, it's like, you know, a bunch of girls in middle school, like going through like trials and trips. And it's supposed to be like, very like, like, Oh, this is like how kids actually talk. So oh, it's, it's like, okay. lots of it's what it's part of that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. so, so they got her to direct twilight cause they wanted someone who was like in touch with the youth to like really capture. But the problem was, is they were working with material written by a, person who doesn't know how humans work yeah a fanfic so, lunatic yeah like yeah so so that's how you get the first movie and she did not return to direct the other movies and they got huge but the milieu was established right so and it just like like that same kind of like like filled with like dialogue that we think that teens say but they they don't talk like this throughout the whole series do you mind if i spoil the end for you uh, go for it, okay go for it. so the whole thing is culminating in a lord of the ringsian type moment where you have the evil vampires and then like bella's crew and they get like a bunch of the the, the way it builds up to this is very stupid um, <laughs> Like I, we'll be here all day. Uh, but anyway, they're supposed. To, there's this confrontation. They're at. They're at on this like CGI like glacier ice field, and they're having their meeting. And they're like a fight ensues. And the thing with the vampires because they live forever. The only way that you can kill a vampire is to rip their heads off. And because the vampires are very strong, they just like it. Like the heads just like pop off. It's so <laughs> funny. It's so funny. And then they light the body on fire. And so like like all like so many people are dying like so many of you like your beloved characters are dying and my the t- first time because like she'd never seen like she's read she had read the books but the first time we watched the movies together she hadn't seen the the, the final movie she's like i don't remember this happening <gasps> oh my god so this whole battle happens and like right as about as, as this character is about to like to die this like really important character i forget who exactly it was the movie cuts back to before the fight even happens because one of the characters can see the future and she explains that this Stop is what's it. going to happen no. if we fight uh, none of that happened and so you like, just get my, like you get like 15 20 minutes of head popping yeah yeah this huge like like i said like just because it's like building towards this confrontation and because because they're a movie they're like well we have to have Oh God! A confrontation, but that doesn't happen in the books. They just talk it out because because the the books are awful. They so in, they invented they yes they invented a final battle scene which doesn't happen. Amazing, amazing! It's incredible. Highly recommend if you want if you want to just like hold your the sides of your heads <laughs> and say what for like six hours. 
Highly recommend the Twilight films. There's I, nothing else like them. What a good way to do that. The one, anyway, oh, the one that, thing... that's, that's our comfort mo- series. We, like, if, if we're having a bad time, we'll pull one of those on. And it's just like, you just, you're like, oh, you're so dumb. All of this is so dumb. I'm so glad that uh, K-Stu and, and Pat got out of it. So, on that note, my husband and I were traveling to some gaming event somewhere. Yes. Uh, and he was watching the Twilight films on the flight. <laughs> and he had all three of them. And between the trip out and the trip back, he watched all of them. And when he finished the third or fourth one however so the last last one is like the last one's two parts because that's that was the style of the time but (laughs) so he finishes the last one turns to me and says that Kristen stewart is going to be a movie star oh Oh, yeah that's interesting and i'm like yeah okay i get it you think she's hot whatever and to this day, he will not let me live that down. Like we'll watch, like we watched underwater the other night, which is she's she's fun. yeah. I've heard she's fucking nasty in that. She, oh, she's so good. It's so yeah. she's great. She's a great actress. She's great. I love her. I will watch anything she's in. Anytime we watch something, he's like, "I told you she was going to be a movie star." And you told so, me I was full of it. I I don't I don't want. I'm definitely I'm gonna be like the like yo I was there before it was fucking cool dog. Uh. But one of the, like, in the early, early uh, Anthony journalism days when I was still working as a movie critic at Nerve, one of the first, like, actual theatrical movies I got to review, like, I was like, like, you've proven yourself with DVD reviews, now you can do, like, first run new releases, was Into the the adaptation of Into the Wild. Oh, boy. The biography of Emile Hirsch. Uh, no, Emil Hirsch plays. <laughs> yes, Emil Hirsch plays Chris McCandless. Like- <laughs> uh, it's like the guy that like was like, oh, like I'm gonna live out in nature, and then fucking died in Alaska because he was an asshole. Uh, <laughs> right? Got yeah, it. that's kind of what happened. Oh, and, and she like, was it, his kid in it. She was. So she's his. Like he dates her briefly when he oh. like stops at like an RV town, and it's the first major movie she ever did. She was only seventeen. And I remember watching that movie and being like, there's no, like, this girl just looks really young because there's no way she's actually a teenager and this fucking good. There's yeah. no way in hell. And I was, this is, this is the, the me being an idiot when I was 25. I was offered <gasps> uh, the chance to do an interview with her or Emil Hirsch. Oh, and like a fucking idiot, I chose Emil Hirsch mm. uh, because it was that. In my defense, that was going to be more traffic. Yeah, that's take, well. Then yeah, yeah. You're well, gonna take did the you lead. spend the whole interview talking about Speed Racer? Because that would nosedive your no, traffic. <laughs> because that little snot nose fucking didn't. He ditched. Like <gasps> I got to the hotel, he never showed up, and I was there for fucking thirty minutes. And his agent called. It was like, "Oh yeah, Emil's not gonna make it. Sorry, bro." And like, Chris Stewart was two rooms down, and I could have just, yeah, yeah, life, uh, life, life, life. Uh, nothing but life, nothing but robots. Um, sorry, that's a line from. Ubu Rex, the play where the word robot originates. If you've never heard oh. that. Yeah, it's the Dutch play. Where it's the 
it's the first time the word robot ever appears in, in the Western world. I thought that was Rossum's Universal Robots. No, it's uh, you get you get it's in. I have to look. I have to look up the uh, the line, but like, it's amazing because later somebody screams, "Nothing but life, nothing but robots." It's fucking incredible. <laughs> um, uh, on that note, speaking of nothing but life, we're going to close out the show with a d- discussion of Dave's re-exploration of probably the most insufferably slow role-playing game I'm ever made. Okay, I'm actually enjoying how slow it is. Interesting. But I, I had to reframe how I approached it. Wait, wait. Well, first okay. of all, what game are we talking about? I'm talking about Lost Odyssey. Oh, uh, the yeah. Ex- it, it is ponderous, but it's so good. Yes. Uh, the um, I don't know. Like, I've been trying to play something, and I was like, well, what do I got in my backlog? And nothing in my backlog looked good. And then I was like, what if I go deeper in the backlog? And because I'd only gotten about a disc of the way through Lost Odyssey the first time I played it, and I was enjoying it, but I feel like I was like I was approaching it, like I said, the wrong way because it is very slow. Like mm. it is forcing me to really luxuriate in taking my time. And if, if you know me, that is not me. Uh, so, um, so yeah, it, part of the reason why I got back into this was cause I was like, what's the emulation thing scene like on the steam deck? Like I've got Emmy deck hooked up on it, but like, it's like that steam decks pretty, like a pretty powerful computer. Like what can I do on this thing? And, uh, I had heard that the steam deck just got some form of support for Xenia, which is the Xbox 360 emulator. Mm. It doesn't work great. I have tried th- three other games and only Lost Odyssey's worked. <laughs> and even then, like, it's a little patchy. Like, the, the frame rate mostly hits a stable 30, but every now and then it'll dip lower. But because it's a JRPG, I'm like, I'm not, as long as it's not breaking or crashing, I'm fine. Uh, just because, like, because this is a slow game, especially during, like, like gameplay parts of it where you, like the battles and stuff are just a little bit slower like loading the, the into bat- battles just kind of takes that's why i bounced off it um, it's, it's the length of uh the battles like when you fight like one enemy 10 minutes past yeah but having you're... it portably like you can engage sure. with all of that stuff while you're like you got something on tv or whatever mm. it's fine and then when you get to the the good shit you turn the tv off focus on the game um, I will say too that I think that a lot of the big the problem, at least that I remember when it first came out, was not just the slow pacing of everything, but the, the loading yeah. for everything was yeah. awful. And they they fixed some of that when they um, they made it so you can install discs on the hard drive on the 360. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, similarly on the Steam Deck, like the actual loading of the game has been fine. Uh, but uh, yeah, no, uh, just diving back into this one, having like some time removed, both from it and other games that Sakaguchi had had made at that time. It's it feels very much like 
an evolution of what he was like trying to accomplish with Final Fantasy X. Like, there's a lot yes. of like like the, a lot of the the character designs, the art style is very that like South Pacific. I think they're like the language, the, like the the little it'll be like text on like billboards and walls and stuff. I think it's basically like Sanskrit or something. Like it's it's some like Thai. It looks like Thai. Like it's got like the the line cool. and then the characters that go up mm, and down. Like uh-huh. if, like in like Final Fantasy X was trying to evoke that, but this feels a lot more explicit in the like South Pacific like vibes of the thing. Um Yeah, I don't know. Like it if I don't know like if people at home haven't heard of this game or played it, uh the basic conceit is that you play as Kaim, who is a an immortal he, or at the very least they say he's lived like a thousand years yeah, like it's, it's like the, i think it's worth diving into how fucking weird the premise is because it feels like this like our generation of video game people remember like this in blue dragon but it kind of feels like they're forgotten at this point like yeah well because you can't, oh yeah yeah like, basically yeah. anything that like and uh, like one of the because uh, i like i like to write up notes just so i can keep my brain on track but like one of the things that like at the end of like my notes i was like i kind of want to dive into a lot of miss walker's games this year um mm. just because i haven't like really like i didn't really touch the last story all that much and he's got a like there, there's like a fan translation of one of his their ds games uh archaic Arca- uh, archaic sealed heat. sealed heat ash. yeah ash yeah which sounds wild uh yeah it's very, it's yeah, very yeah, names weird. right cool. susan <laughs> susan's just like <laughs> oh the, I, I hear that i'm just like nope yeah i'm like nah, <laughs> yeah. Dude, i'm good i'm good um, it's cool but, like unlike square who has been you know like they'll put their games out on anything except for final fantasy 13 for some reason yeah uh all of miss walker's games are locked to the platform that they're Mm. on that they were made on like even their most recent one fantasian i think that i think that that one's coming elsewhere because like the the steam id uh, depots of st- like because like you can like a yeah. lot of the like steam data is public or at least publicly accessible and people have found like oh fantasian popped up on here which is the most recent one that he made for apple arcade which i really i loved the first half of it but i never finished the second half because it came like a year after and i just you know life <laughs> right i just never got back to it so if that game comes back to steam that might be the first game that's appeared on a different platform than the one that it's launched on that they made, which is nope. kind of wild. Part of what makes all of those games so weird, too, is they're all... It's different development teams making yeah. them. Like, Mistwalker is like... They're like a planning unit. It's not... Yeah, it's not really a full team. Like, it's so funny, Dave, when you sent me, you sent me a message being like, yeah, I've been playing Lost Odyssey, uh... I had just installed that team's first game on my Polymega. I was playing Kodelka. <laughs> oh my god! <gasps> yeah, baby, Kodelka. I love Kodelka. I love Back in it. the mix. That's was it the Feel original. Plus? Is that it's who made that? Sacknoth. Sacknoth is the the development team. Sacknoth made Kodelka. They went to a different company, the same team. They became, uh, they made Shadow Hearts and Shadow Hearts Covenant. Yep. And then that all closed. And then they <laughs> went and tried to be a contract studio. And Lost Odyssey is what killed them. 
because Lost Odyssey didn't perform well enough for them to stay open. It was their last game uh, as a team until now. They're in the middle of making Penny Blood. Uh, Penny Blood? Oh, oh my God. Have I not talked to you guys about this? No. The people that made Kodelka and Lost Odyssey and Shadow Hearts got back together. Oh, that's is, was, that was part of that Kickstarter, right? Yeah, they kickstarted a, like a successor to Kodelka and Shadow Hearts called Penny Blood. They, they paired up with another tight. They paired up with another studio that is like what was the other game that they they uh they team so they co-kickstarted to get funding for both that game and the team that made Wild Arms. That's right. Back in the day. Uh yeah. I hope those work uh, out. Hey, they're they're cooking with gas. Yeah. It's it's looking they're looking good. I mean, like if you want something that is like Codelka and plays like Lost Odyssey in the year twenty twenty four, it's a coming. Yeah, I'll do that. Uh, but yeah, like so. The thing about Lost Odyssey that like I really had to get my head around is that like it's not a game that you play. One, it's not a game that you play for the gameplay. And it's not a game that you play for the main story. The main story's fine, but like I'm on the sec, I just got to the second disc, and not a whole lot has happened. Uh, and much of that is just because the game is paced in such a way that it rewards you for like taking time to poke around in every little room to find like items and stuff, mm-hmm. but it also rewards you to for talking to people because th- it unlocks what I now consider to be the full purpose of that video game is the stories. So it, the mm. game, it's not a JRPG with, with stories to read. It is a visual novel with a JRPG that connects each individual story together. That has gotten me to like, go like, oh, okay, I get what they're, what, maybe not what they intended, but at least like it's reframed my enjoyment of it. Um, so the, as you're going through the main game, because the, the whole point of the game is that Kaim has lived a thousand years, but he also does not remember his past. Like his memories have been sapped for, for plot reasons. Like there are plot reasons why like someone is clearly like messed with his memories. Um, as you play the game, Kaim will see something. It could be as simple as a conversation with someone. It could just be like looking into like a morning sky and like at this like ruin structure and it awakens a memory inside of him. And you can then go to, they call it the thousand years of dreams, which is like a separate, separate mode where all of these like text-based stories which are written by one of the co-writers whose name uh kiyoshi shigematsu is apparently like a a famous japanese novelist who i also looked up that apparently the reason why these stories are so good or at least like written so well in english is because they got the guy who has known for translating all of Haruki Murakami's novels into English. And like, apparently the story behind that was like, they, they, they approached him cause they're like, that's the vibe that we're going for with this. And he's like, aren't like video games violent. Like, I don't want, like, I'm very anti-violence. I don't want to like 
do a video game and well, what if the, it's a character haunted by right. violence well that's the thing it's like then he like read the material is like oh this is like surprisingly anti-violence and like that's 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 you know that's the that's the Hironobu Sakaguchi touch that's the the sadness that you need from those like Final Fantasy and other types of games that I that I really like um and that's just where like so much of the depth comes from you get stories about like i mean you know living forever it's like the concept of someone who lives forever being both a blessing and a curse is not mm-hmm. a new one in in narrative um but the way it's handled here is so it's so well done like there're just so many really interesting little little stories uh that really add to the texture of this thing um like i wrote down a couple here that i really like there's a story about uh a a religious group of pilgrims who there's like this wind that blows there's a very strong wind that blows from the east to the west and if you want to travel from west to east you have like taking the circuitous route is actually faster because you don't have to deal with the headwind but there's a group of religious pilgrims who believe that if they travel against the headwind they uh will reach the end of the world basically and so but the thing is is because it takes longer they'll get married on their voyage they'll stop traveling they'll their kids will start up traveling again like and just like listening and because this guy lives forever he can experience so many different parts of their story from like when he meets someone as a kid and then meets them again as an adult um that's really really beautiful yeah it's like that's that's the thing is like it those stories really take the time to like interrogate the idea of like what if you can live forever how would you see people change and grow like what kind of person that they become like there's another one that i wrote down here where there's like he just stops in a village um and uh there's a there's a like a a party like a celebration going on that they're memorializing this um this horrible natural disaster earthquake killed like pretty much everyone in this town and it's been like hundreds of years since it happened and um and people come together and they celebrate like you know like you know it's like kind of like a day to the dead thing where there's like a tinge of sadness but it's still like a celebration of life and he like kind of hints to the guy who's talking to him that he's like yeah i remember when the memorials were much sadder than this and the guy's like that happened like over a hundred years ago dude what are you talking about (laughs) and then you then you also learn in that story that he had a wife in that town and he had a kid in that town and they both died in that accident and so he's like coming back and like remembering like it awakens these memories with him yeah yeah and and it's so and it's again it's all just text it's just this this beautiful prose and they do really cool stuff with like animating the words as they appear on the screen like some will just like flash while others will like trickle down or like blow in the wind very very beautiful game um and yeah like like i said it's just it having to come at it in a different mode and i think that's probably one of the reasons on top of just the like again the game is kind of jank like it's it's yeah. not i i have never but in my life wanted there to be a re-release of a role-playing game 
that has like all of the common amenities to re-released RPGs yeah, now, like the the sped up like, combat, the turn off random battles, yes. fucking, uh, you know, here comes here comes all of the uh, like hyper leveling, fast forward, because I would just want to like do all that story stuff. I got that story you just told, Dave, where like you find out that he had a wife and kids in that town is as far as I got into the game. And I was like, this that was incredible. And then I walked outside and it was like, I spent 30 minutes fighting a lightning horse just randomly. <laughs> and I was like, mm, but it's not just that. It's like, so the game opens, you know, like big JRPG type moment where like you're in the middle of this battle and you do some fights and then a meteor crashes and basically every soldier is wiped out uh, of this battle, except for you you make your way back to town, um, you know, get into a couple of random battles on the way. And then you spend two hours in this town, just walking around, just talking, like trying to progress the story. And like, you will go hours without seeing a battle in the yeah, game. Oh, wow. And yeah, and it's just, again, like, it's just like you, this is like, the, and this came out right around when like Gears of War came out, and like hell, Final Fantasy thirteen came out, where like their approach was like nothing but battles, like just yeah. like it's like we we if we don't make this game feel like Call of Duty, we're gonna lose people. Yeah, and I don't know, like it sucks that no one responded to to Lost Odyssey because I've I've like. In 2008, he's on, it never he, had a chance. No. It never had a fucking chance in 2008. Like, but coming yeah. back to it now, it's like I he he was on to something here. It's not it's 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 rough. Like it's it's clear, like, you know, like with close to the sun, there are limitations that they're pushing mm-hmm. up against. But if if you can if you can look past them, like yeah, find like find a way to play it on Steam Deck where you can like mentally tune out of the boring shit so that you can get to the good stuff better um highly recommend it it's it's beautiful it's like i i really i i'm worried that the main story is not gonna be as good (laughs) as those like short stories in it but um i'm digging it i'm gonna i'm gonna keep plucking away at it um and yeah like i said i want to play more mistwalker stuff too just because like Again, like it's just all of the, his games just came out at like weird times in my life where I was just like, yeah, like like the last story came out on the Wii, well past the time anyone gave a shit about the Wii in the United oh States. Oh my god, you know? that's right. I think wow. I like ex- Exceed had to bring that game out because no, no one else was gonna publish it. Like so. like it took people like Zen like Xenoblade Chronicles is one like one of the Switch's flagship titles now. And it took a bunch of nerds writing Nintendo letters like every Operation day for years. <laughs> Something <laughs> what, to, to get them to release that first one on the Wii because, again, it was just like the audience for those kinds of games on the Wii just did not exist in the United States. I definitely pitched you, Susan, a story about the last... I couldn't get anyone to publish the shit I wanted to write about the last story because it came out... It was a Wii game released. I remember at this. The end of 2012. Yep. Yeah. 20 fucking 12. <laughs> and I was like, yo, somebody let me write about the loneliness of this Wii game. And everybody was like, 
No. What? <laughs> yeah. Why? There's one person who wants to read that, and we can't let him be the writer of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the last story is the only one, only Miss Walker game I ever finished. And it's, is it good? It's fucking awesome. Okay. Uh, so yeah, that, is, that might be the next one that I play after this because it looks like even just playing it for a few minutes it's wild like there's like cover mechanics there's like dude yeah it like it very much is like there are yeah susan there are like gears of war-esque cover mechanics for and it's there's nothing else like it you you're controlling an rpg party like usually you're like oh well like Minimum, there will be four characters. Maximum, I'll have like a pool of 10 characters that I swap in and out. But you control like a full mercenary group. And so if you're like going out in the field, you have like four or five characters from a pool of like 25 that you maintain. And like a lot of the game is going back to one town and like hanging out in the pub that your mercenary group is based out of it's very strange Mm -hmm. uh but it's gorgeous and fun and uh very weird and cool very different i mean it's like everything that miss walker made like miss lost odyssey is nothing like blue dragon which is nothing like last story which is nothing like fantasian and so on and so forth um put them out on steam do something with them god microsoft port it like I know it's backwards compatible on Xbox One, but like Jesus Christ, like I don't like I, I don't know. Like that—that's the thing that sucks is like it's just the, the, he's made like the, his team since leaving Final Fantasy, like Square Enix, has made some like really cool stuff, like you know, janky, weird, but cool stuff. But it's just so inaccessible, which is unless you're a weirdo like us, like. He can't put know. things it's, back out. He's he's too busy playing Final Fantasy fourteen. True. That's, that's it. That's what he does now. That's what the Gooch the does. Sakaguchi, but he spells it G U C C I now, I think. <laughs> that's a, a good joke. I no, I no, I think that's how he, he spells it. I think so. I've seen him do that on Twitter, yeah. Oh Gooch. What do you what, oh, lean into it, uh, man? Yeah, I suppose so. I mean uh, he's working he, on his rap career too, so like no, that's obviously yeah uh speaking of people who definitely leaned into it <laughs> who backed this show Dave? segways uh our Ooh. patreon backers patreon.com forward slash continue podcast we thank each and all each and all of you what each is wrong with me each each all people's uh, who give us the monies to to host and record and put this show out for you all. Um, but those of you who give at $10 and above, I, I shout them out on the show, which I'm going to do right now. We've got Toast, Adam Gauntlet, Michael Coffey, Shirley L., Fancy Manatee, Stormshot, Matthew Peters, Gluttony107, Frank Sands, Tyler Nilsson, Shane Nilsson, Yaddle, Ryan Brady, Jacob Christos, Chris Cook, Christian Fisher, Skip Dippity, Canonical, Tom Coveney and Nick Rugen. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you all our 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 core supporters. We love you and appreciate you. Might be it might be time for a new shirt design, guys. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Yes. And I think Patreon time. like supports shop stuff now, so you could probably just oh. put it on there. So you just put it on there gonna... rather than the, the the burning wasteland that is Etsy. Uh, yeah. Boy, if you want something drop shift to you from I don't know, 
<laughs> Hong Site Kong area. or what? Yeah, that's is the place to be. Yeah, uh, guys, thank you so much. Uh, yeah, I, I I know we say it every single show, but doing this show means a lot to us, and uh, the fact that you guys still love it after all these years uh, means a lot to us. Um, you can back us if you don't choose to back us and you are listening this long. Uh, I have been told uh, from friends, like you keep forgetting to tell people to review the show on iTunes. Believe it or not, that actually helps with discoverability. So if you were like, yeah, it was good. Uh, they're not crazy. You put that you on there. That uh, is, no one is putting that in a review. That's... You could, you could just lie. Just lie. Yeah, there you <laughs> go. Okay. Us. Lie for us. Uh, where can people follow you on the internet, Susan? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter. I will never call it X. Uh, at Susan Art. You can follow me on Blue Sky. At Susan Art. Uh, you can follow me on Substack. If you would like to hear what I think about the large man who fights crime, Jack Reacher. Uh, it's called Channel Surfing. So give it a read. Give it a read. It's good. Uh, Dave Roberts. Uh, you can you. You find me on Blue Sky at David Robots, where I post pictures of mini discs all day. Apparently, that's my <laughs> thing now. Uh, and you can find me on Letterboxd, where um, I, I post about the movies that I've been watching. Most recent one is a movie called A Bittersweet Life, which Ooh. is a uh, Korean heroic bloodshed movie in the vein. It's not like a John Woo movie, but it's like adjacent. Ish, it's in that same kind of. It's it's cool. It's good. It's about a guy uh, who he's he works for a, a mob boss and he he forms a connection with this woman and he fucks up just very little way and the boss won't forgive him and they they ruin his life and he just wants oh to know gosh. why it's 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 really cool really good movie i i am going to be watching this evening a dave roberts approved film i am going to be watching the 2004 directorial debut by hideaki ano where he made a movie out of cutie honey. Oh my god, I haven't seen that. I didn't even know it existed. The 70s anime, Cutie Honey, the guy that made Evangelion, made a live-action movie of it. That's going to be interesting. Fucking, fucking weird. <laughs> it will be one of the movies of all time, at the very it least. Will be, yeah, the DVD was $5. Shockingly, you can't get this movie on digital platforms. Uh but it will be very interesting. I would say you can follow me on the internet. You can find me around uh, at a John Agnello on Twitter and blue sky where I am fitfully these days. Uh, but you can find me here talking to everybody every couple of weeks. You can also find us all in the discard. As far as I am from my barren Island home. All right. We'll see you in two weeks. Bye. Bye. The discount.